T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Live Sunday nights, this is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm a flag-waving, patriotic, nephew of my Uncle Sam, a rough-riding, fighting Yankee man. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. Want to remind you, you can always listen to us by downloading the Odyssey app or telling your smart speaker to play KNSS radio, and you'll find podcast links to all our previous episodes there. And make sure you like and follow the John Whitmer Show Facebook page and follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer. Get all the latest updates on the show. Well, one would have to go back to 1855 to find the longest speaker election in congressional history. That year, the election went on for 133 ballots and lasted over two months. So, in in contrast, this week's five-day process was nothing by comparison. This was... This was no big deal. It was, it, was, it was a no-brainer. Joining us now to bring us his perspective on the week's proceedings is our very own 4th District Congressman Ron Estes. Congressman, thank you for joining us this evening. You survived, I see. Yeah, thank you, John. It's great to be here. <laughs> a Happy New Year and, and a Merry Christmas to you, by the way. Happy New Year to you as well. You look good for well, somebody who <laughs> had survived the melee on the floor. Yeah, well, we, it was it was an interesting week, and uh, and, and that kind of ties along with the uh, the Chinese curse, you know, living in interesting times. Yes, yes. Um, but, I, you know, it... it it's democracy in action, and that's, oh, yeah. a, that's a big making. piece of what we what we want to do. I mean, we want to talk about uh, who we want to elect. We want to talk about the bills and the policies we want to bring forward. We want to talk about the the rules that we should have, and and try to break down some of these things that have been done wrong over the last few years, and and make sure that we can improve the process, make things go better. You were not part of the the twenty or so who held out throughout the process. Did you have occasion to to talk with any of them? I mean, what was their was their reasoning? Because it's it didn't seem like for most of I mean, for a few, for Matt Gates, for example, it it seems like it's pretty personal. But for many of the others, I don't think it was really about Kevin McCarthy. Chip Roy was very articulate, for example. It it was more about the same kind of policy and procedural issues that you've expressed frustration with on this show. Yeah, I'm I'm friends with a lot of them, and, and overwhelmingly, the concerns that they have are very legitimate in terms of how much money we're spending, how much are we're increasing the debt, and and how do we how do we put forth good Republican policies and make sure they get promoted, passed out of the House, and 
fought for to get passed through the Senate and signed by the president. And, and so, yeah, there were a few that had some, some personal uh, issues that they were trying to work with. But overwhelmingly, uh, it, it's trying to look at how do we make things better for the conference. And, you know, there's some real big issues that we've got to address that have been lingering out there. And the, the way of doing business in the years past isn't, isn't working. And so we need to change that process. And you've you've made reference multiple times when we've had you on about, for example, the inability to debate, the the fact you haven't done regular order in so long. And, and, you know, Chip Roy referred to that regular order a couple times in his remarks. And some of the others did as well. And I think if nothing else, that's why I think something good will come out of this. Um, and I know McCarthy made a number of concessions in the rules package, which you've got to then tomorrow you guys are voting on. In order to get the necessary votes for speaker, can you walk us through some of those? And do you think it'll pass? Sure, I'll, I'll talk through a, a, a lot of that. And you know, the the one that the media hypes on a little bit uh, the most is that you know one person can vote oh, to vacate yeah, but the that, chair. That's been in the place you know, before. It's, it's been in place. I mean, Nancy Pelosi got rid of it of because she doesn't want any of the Democrats to challenge her. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's been in place for almost a hundred years. Yeah, that's um, a- without the four years that Nancy Pelosi was speaker. So so that's really uh, that's the process that we have is that uh, uh, having having that as as one of the rules. The other things that we that we want to look at, and we were pretty pretty adamant about, is let's follow a seventy two hour rule, yes. where we introduce bills so that we can start to read it and make sure that we know what's in it and can focus on what are the hiccups that might be out there and make sure that we have good amendments so we can process and, and move through them. Oh, and the, the amendments is the key. You've mentioned before how there are bills that are brought up and you don't have time to read them, and even if you did, you can't amend them. That's one of the major changes is finally you guys will be able to bring an amendment on the floor. That's right. That that $1.7 billion or $1.7 trillion yeah. omnibus that was brought up <laughs> I'd be fine if it was only ago. a billion. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was brought up two weeks ago. We, we literally saw the draft two and a half days before we had to vote on it. Literally. And, and, and you voted uh, no, and that was thank a draft. you, by the way. Yes. yes. I mean, and, and, and what that was is, and this is part of the problem that, that the changes in the rules is designed to, to impact, is that over the last uh, 30 years, really, it's, it's gradually the power has been migrating to the leadership, to the, the Democrat and the House, the Democrat and Republican leader in the Senate, and somebody from the White House, uh, whether it's Republican or Democrat. And, and so they've been sitting in closed rooms crafting together a bill that uh, vote on spending. And the rest of us don't get to be privy necessarily to what's in it. Uh, we can we can argue and, and debate and, and, and extol that these issues ought to be in it, but we oftentimes don't see it until the day before or two days before, and it's a take it or leave it. And in the process, they've made it, they've bloomed it up so large in that spending per- categories in order to incentivize people to vote for it. And so you end up having to vote yes or no on something that you would never think was good policy and shouldn't be brought forward. So right. the, the the intent on, on, on a lot of the rules changes is let's get back to what we all learned in civics class. You know, that we we talk about regular order. The schoolhouse really, rock we, thing. We, we, yeah, <laughs> we learn that, you know, if you're going to pass a piece of legislation, you bring it to committee, you debate it, you make amendments, you, you pass them uh, and, and bring it to the floor and, and mend it and pass it and move it to the other chamber. And, and it goes through a similar process over there, make sure the wording's the same. And then the same wording goes to the president once it, the two chambers agree. 
uh, instead of having this closed-door decision-making by the leadership that ends up being a yes or down, a no vote uh, on that. So that's a big part of the rules. Other things we talked about uh, that we're going to push forward is uh, get rid of the so-called Gephardt rule, which basically the Gephardt rule was that if you passed a budget resolution, then it automatically deemed that the debt ceiling would increase if by the same amount of more spending that would cause the debt to go up. Mm. Instead of that, we're going to say you have to vote on a debt ceiling. And and we've been successful. Uh, this isn't completely new because we've been successful the last several years that uh, uh, had to have votes. Uh, that wasn't necessarily the case. I mean, the Democrats wanted to use the Gephardt rule. And in fact, they did other things too, spending as part of just uh, shuffling them together in a, in a rules bill and right. not having to vote on it. So we want to make sure we're open, we're transparent, that everybody has the opportunity to to see what's going on and to be able to debate it and, and move forward on that. We're talking with 4th District Congressman Ron Estes. You know, the media is already talking about, you know, oh, the, the, the much wailing and gnashing of teeth. What happens if, if, if we default and the government shuts down? And frankly, there are a lot of us who think, okay, great, the government will shut down for a few days. It's happened before. It could happen again. It's you know, life will go on. Um, I think by you by this change and forcing debates and forcing discussion on particular raising the debt limit. Or I know one of the things that you guys if you're changing paygo in order to force you. No, you if you're going to raise spending, you raise a, a cost. You got to cut. You know, if you're spending, you got to find a cut. Yeah, that's yeah. a great concept. It, it really is. And and what's been used in the past is a concept called. Pay go. Right. We're yeah. basically say, oh, we're going to increase spending, and yeah, we'll we'll come up with some new theory, uh, like hiring eighty seven thousand IRS agents right, yeah. under the theory that that's going to raise another four hundred billion dollars. Because they're going to find more money and, and pay for it. Right. Well, and 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 it doesn't happen over and over again. We see that doesn't happen. So what we're going to say is, let's be honest and and be ethic intellectually right in terms of what we're thinking about. We're saying if we're going to spend more money. Let's in one place, let's cut the spending in another place so that we know there's a real direct correlation instead of some future years we might get more money back to offset the spending that's being It's done actual now. real budgeting, in other words. And it, then on the debt ceiling, I, I mean, where do you think that'll go? That's going to come up. When does that come up? Is that in September or is that July? So it, it, it'll, I haven't seen the exact numbers on where that is um, The because of the, there's always this, depends on how many tax receipts come in. Gotcha. And we're, we're still seeing continued more tax revenue coming in. You know, when we passed the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act in 2017, the, the Congressional Budget Office said that, you know, we're not going to get that much. We're going to, it's going to take out, uh, you know, $1.5 oh, yeah. trillion yeah. Dollars in tax revenue <laughs> over, over 10 years. Well, in reality, we are actually bringing in more tax revenue now than we were then or more than what this Congressional Budget Office was estimating we would. So uh, tax revenue continues to increase. It's just the spending goes up so much more. And both on the discretionary spending, which is the things that I get to vote on every year, and then the 70% of the budget that I don't get to vote on every year, the, the so-called entitlements or, right. or mandatory, the, the things like Social Security and Medicare where we do pay into, but we're not paying enough into based on what's being pulled out. And then you have all the, the welfare programs, whether it's Medicaid, whether it's food stamps, whether it's uh, the temporary assistance for needed children or needy families and, and uh, women, infant and children programs and, and uh, these social programs that you automatically qualify for based on your income. 
And at the end of the day, those are spending so much money that it, it's it's taking it's making the debt higher. And I I don't want to be I don't want to leave the country worse off for my kids and grandkids. Uh, I want to make sure that we 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 get it the 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 fiscal house more in order uh, so that we can we can turn this around. Well, I know we've got to let you run, but I do want to real quick. I want to make sure people understand because the Democrats. I saw Hakeem Jeffries was out. Nancy Pelosi's already been talking about, oh, the Republicans with their rules and their spending, they want to cut Social Security and Medicaid. Republicans don't want to do that. I, I've never, I've yet to see a single one of you put out a plan to cut Social Security. It's, that's so typical fear-mongering from the left. It, it really is. And, and the, the, the Democrat plan that was brought out last year was we will artificially inflate Social Security for right. the next five years and then drop it back. Well, you know that. Right. Once once they increase it, they're going to get all never, sorts never of pressure take it away to take it away, right. and yeah. and so <laughs> that's that's their sales pitch and what they were trying to do with that. What what we need to do is we did something very similar in the 1980s. I mean, the Greenspan Commission actually focused on now that we are living longer, um, raising the retirement age for people that are younger than 50, and and so that they can have 15, 20 years to plan for what, what their retirement could be. And, you know, people are now living to average age of, of it's in the 70s uh, for everyone. When Social Security was created, the average life expectancy was 63. So when Social Security had a, an age of 65, by that point in time, more than half already passed away. And it really was for the people that were beyond their normal right, lifespan. Right, right. And, and that's what we've gotten into, into trouble because um, we've, we've, We've kept it so that people can live longer and have a longer period of time where they draw out of Social Security. And so we've got to get back to reflect that more with lifestyles today and our, our uh, ability to live longer. And so there's, there's some things we can do. I think what we did and what was done in the 80s is a model that we could follow and, and push through that. Uh, but it, it does need to be something that's bipartisan. It's always been bipartisan in the past. Uh, Democrats and Republicans need to work together to say, you know, this is a, a big program that affects uh, everybody in the country at some point in time, and we need to make sure that uh, it's sustainable and, and workable for the future. We've talked a lot of conference stuff, and I know I've, I've, I'm running up on our break here. Anything you're just in the last minute or two, your personal, any bills that you're working on that just things that are, you know, that you really are key on this session? Well, one of the things that we're going to bring forth this week, um, you know, now that COVID's over, as uh, yes. President Biden Yay. said, Thank you. Yep. Yes. Um, and we'll keep pushing to to end the national health emergency that uh, he, he's uh, uh, been re-extending and re-extending. One of the things that we're going to bring forth this year or this week is a bill that we need to reinstate all the people that were fired because yes. they did not yes. get uh, for medical reasons or religious reasons or whatever reasons that they didn't get a COVID uh, exemption, in, in, yeah. yeah, and 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 not just reinstate them, but make sure that they don't get a black mark in their record or any any other distinguishing uh, critique because of their their objections right. to that process. Yep. I mean, we're seeing now as as people move forward uh, that uh, that's that's the way we should be treating people fairly. And now that we know more about you know what what natural immunity does for you versus what the vaccine does. I mean, the vaccine for COVID isn't necessarily 100% guaranteed 
uh, to keep you from getting COVID like we think about vaccines. So we want to make sure that uh, people are treated fairly based on the science and based on the true knowledge of what's out there. Congressman, I appreciate you as always. Thank you again. I mean, it was so nice to be able to make that call and have you come on in such short notice. So I appreciate it and travel safe. Hopefully the rules are a lot easier to pass than the speaker was. That's right. Well, and you know, two years ago, Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats had the same majority. They had 222 members. Pelosi was was elected as speaker uh, with 216 votes. Yep. Same number of votes that uh, Kevin McCarthy elected speaker. So, I mean, it's not like it's out of the ordinary and it's an unusual no. thing. It, the, a lot of the mainstream media like to hype it because they've got to they've got to have a dramatic headline to sell newspapers. Yeah, I, I think it's a nothing burger, frankly. So, if folks are interested, if they want to get in touch with you, the best way is probably estes.house.gov. Correct? That's right. That's our website, and uh, you can reach out and see what we've got going on, uh, as well as um, you know you can sign up for for a newsletter and and uh, we'll give you weekly updates on things that are going. Perfect. On. I, I appreciate you again. Congressman, thank you. Thank you for coming on. We'll have you on again, I'm sure. All right. Thank you, John. Appreciate you, Ron. We'll take a quick break, and then we want to hear from you. Our phone lines are open, 869-1330. Give us a call. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.